Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in a cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every Nars? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a special guest, a first time guest. I always love these. We have a lot of repeat guests that we love, but it's always nice to get somebody new who, who has not done this before. And a friend of mine from the, an actor I know from the Indianapolis area, Taylor Cox. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, man. Very yeah. excited. Uh, this is my first time ever being on a podcast or anything like that. So really? I'm a little, I'm a little nervous, uh, but you know, <laughs> luckily it's a movie that I love, so we're gonna just, I can talk forever about this. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought it was your first time with the professional like microphone slash uh, bong you've got there. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, well, my partner uh, lent it to me. I, I'm not sure why she she has it, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that everything was crisp. Yeah. For, for y'all. I want I want the appearance of professionalism, at the very least. So. <laughs> well, no. It'd be funny if she had, like, a secret podcast. <laughs> like, she recorded secretly that nobody knew about. <laughs> right, right. Like, under, like, a pseudonym or something yeah. like that. She's just... <laughs> millions of followers and just hiding all the money from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What have you been up to, man? It's been it's been probably years since I talked to you. We did stuff. Uh, you were, we were telling Brent earlier. Did stuff together with Defiance and Indy. And um, what what have you been up to since then? What are you doing these days? Yeah, dude. Um, you know, I uh, I was acting for a long time, uh, just working, and uh, decided a couple of months ago that I was just going to move up here to to Wisconsin. So uh, been studying for the LSAT. I want to go to. Uh, uw madison for uh for law school so oh nice that's the that's the big aspiration that's the the new things in my life nice that's awesome man congrats that's that's fantastic well not congrats yet uh i took the lsat a a few months ago and i uh did pretty shitty on it okay well that's you know you got one just one under the belt you gotta yeah 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 that's okay yeah those those tests are like super hard i bet it's like it's like hard you yeah. gotta like study to like learn how to even like what to study for or whatever, man. It must yeah. be crazy. It's absolutely insane. So like, I don't know how much you guys know about the LSAT, but uh, yeah. there's like three different uh, sections of it. It's like logical reasoning and then like logic games and reading comprehension. Each section is cool. 35 minutes, 
and there's like 28 questions so you have to do everything really fast and it's a bunch of nonsense but you have to like follow it logically it's it's kind of it's like, like what, it's like what yeah. spock had to do in school <laughs> yeah yeah it's it like, like none of it makes any sense whatsoever <laughs> and it can literally be about anything and you just have to like be able to quickly like parse it out and get the the right answer and like all the few of the answers are like almost exactly the same but like one word different that makes it the right answer it's yeah i'm a, I'm a teacher and i had to take something called the praxis and when studying for that the the, the big rule is what which answer is the most correct mm. yeah that's, that's, what that's like exactly right yeah yeah it's like uh you know Two or three of them will be like, oh, yeah, that could sound that that sounds pretty good. But like, you know, there's like must be true questions or could be true questions or like must be false. Like and you have to be able to, by the rules of like formal logic, like parse out uh, exactly what the correct answer is. And yeah. So, yeah, I, I fucking bombed it. <laughs> well, hey, that's. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you know, I feel like, I, I don't know, it reminds me of, like, the first time I submitted a, like, a short story to a publication. Like, I got a rejection letter back, and it was a rejection, a rejection but at the same time, I was kind of like, I was like, yeah, I fucking, I submitted this thing, you know, like, this. Yeah. I, I, you know, at least I didn't not submit it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, and that's exactly how I felt after uh, I, I took the, the test. Actually, like, I felt really good. After I took it, I was like, I fucking crushed that. Like, I did so good. And then uh, it takes, like, three weeks, two, three weeks for you to get your score back. And I got it back while I was on vacation. And it was, like, pretty mid. It was, like, an right. average score. And I was like, damn. You like, just you just was, opened the envelope, and it was just a piece, a piece of paper that said, you did not crush this. <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically it, I got an email, and it was just, like, the number. Because it's, like, a, uh -huh. you know, 180 is, like, a perfect score. And I think that, like... I read somewhere that every three years, like a dozen people get a 180. So like that's impossible right. uh, for the most part. But I got like a 156, and I was like, "Oh, really glad I opened this on vacation." You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just you know trying to you know retool how I'm thinking, and I'm gonna try and take it again in January, and hopefully do the fall semester uh, next year. Nice. Well, good yeah. luck. Yeah, good luck in January. Good that's that's exciting. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'll need it. <laughs> yeah. Britt, so what, did what your partner you... oh, go up there with you too? I'm assuming if you have her microphone. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, we've been uh, crashing at my uh, my parents' house. They live in a town outside of, uh, of Madison uh, because we've been waiting on our apartment to get ready, which like finding an apartment up here it was just a fuck it's a pain in the ass like because the the town is such like a college town it's like a city but it's like half of it is the university of wisconsin mm -hmm. so around this time like with school starting back up like all the apartments are just getting like swept yeah. up yeah so, i'm yeah, sure we had to crash here with my folks for for a couple months now which has been it's been cool but yeah. uh Ready, to, ready to get back. Uh, having get my own place. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't. And I think, and we talked about this a little bit before, Taylor. But if you, you're, you're not too far from me right now. So you know, if you ever want to come yeah. down to Chicago, see some improv or something, let me know. I'm down. So no, yeah. uh, that would be that'd be awesome because uh, 
I plan on going to, to Chicago at least a few times uh, this upcoming year because I'm a huge Pacers fan. Okay. And this is the first time I've not lived in Indianapolis. So I would usually go to, like see the Pacers play all the time. And, uh, you know, I got it marked on my calendars, uh, you know, the two times that they play the Bulls in Chicago. Like I'm definitely going to going to be there and you know i'm gonna go to milwaukee too to see them play there i'll be like the only dude in like a tyrese halliburton jersey <laughs> like at both of those places you know nice that's awesome yeah well like i said just let me know and uh <laughs> and i wanted to ask you brent i was just looking it's been over a month since we recorded uh and i know and for for taylor and our listeners we used to do an episode every week uh which was pretty it was a lot and then on our two year anniversary, we went to like biweekly, just an episode every other week. So we've been recording a lot less just cause we have, I've got like, I don't even know, eight episodes in the can ready to put up. So that's, you know, now that we're doing every other week, that's like four months of episodes we have just ready to go. So, uh, but, uh, but so what have you been up to, Brent? I haven't, I don't, I haven't really talked to you in like what a month, a little yeah. over a month. I was just realizing this, that like, Right after we recorded, like a little bit, a little bit after we last recorded, I, I like texted you. I was like, "Dude, I got this story." Okay. And then I, I was like, "It involves a satin pillowcase." <laughs> and then like I didn't realize how long it would be until like we were recording. So now I'm like, "God damn!" Like why was I? <laughs> Wait, what was the story? I forgot about that, but I remember it now. Do you know? Do you remember the story? Yeah, Kara, my wife, she ordered a satin pillowcase, mm -hmm. right? I guess it's for like your, um, your your skin and your hair. It helps and it helps it be nice. You mm -hmm. know? So anyway, that so she she washed it, she put it on the bed, and that night I like I gave her a cuddle, you know, and I put my head on the pillow, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> this feels so freaking good on my face, and then like it was like almost like caveman brain was like this square needs to be all of this square. <laughs> and so the next day I was like, Kara, can I order, can I order satin sheets? I just think that would just feel really good. Just like all over my body. And she was like, yeah, only if you get like, you know, like make the color match the room, make it right. You know? Yeah. And she was like, we'll talk about it. I missed that part. And I just, I just ordered it. <laughs> so it was like a couple days later and it arrives in the box I was like, oh, Kara, look, they, they came, and I open it up, and they're, they're like, glossy black satin sheets. <laughs> okay. And Kara's like, pump the brakes, you Hefner. I'm not going to sleep in that. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? It's like, oh, okay. Like, it looked like what, like, a failing car dealership owner would, would like, put on his bed, like, to lure women in. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, so, so I was like. My bad. I totally understood what she meant. <laughs> so did you send them back? Did, did you get new satin sheets? I got new ones that are more appropriate. And that lasted two nights. What What so, happened to them? I don't know. If you ever put satin sheets on a fucking bed, think oh, of just like two pieces of satin, like, just like, just they, they don't want to, it's like they, they're like opposite magnet sides. <laughs> It just all everything just like slips off of one another, so it's really hard to even make the bed. Right. Okay. And so that was so the first night we like she went to bed and then I got in and it was like you sl you slide your leg in and your leg just goes <laughs> and you just like fly into bed. I had to like lay down like like I was like fuck like I like I was fucking Edward in Twilight. I just <laughs> lay like down 
so still because if you know what it feels like it feels like you're on an air hockey table <laughs> i'm not kidding wait you feel like you're about to like just, like you're just hover, hovering over the the sheets so yeah. were you also wearing like silk pajamas so you were like a little hockey puck in there just like <laughs> you don't need to it's, it's, it's like a weird science science thing i don't know i can't explain it huh. they feel wonderful but it lasted two days and then we were like well this is dumb we don't <laughs> Because we feel like we're gonna like fly off at any moment, right? <laughs> so did you, did you send those back, or do you just have those laying around? We we used them, so like we laid in them, so like I'm gonna keep them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send them back. Tell they're defective. Yeah, <laughs> they're defective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Taylor, do you want to? Uh, I'll have you introduce the movie, but I want to. We we went back and forth for a lot. I thought we were doing the movie. Bo is afraid. Cause I was super on the fence between uh, you know these two movies. Yeah. Um, so I love Ari Aster, mm-hmm. and yeah. I went and saw Bo is Afraid, uh, a sneak preview. It was like three nights before like the initial release, and it was such a cool movie going experience for me because I had taken a lot of shrooms <laughs> before I went and saw it. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, I've not. I have not yet seen it. No. It's a fucking trip, man. It's it's like the Odyssey, uh-huh. like Homer's Odyssey, <laughs> but um, like really perverse and like that that Ari Aster uh, flavor. Yeah. So like I had a lot to say about that, um, but I decided it might be a little bit more fun to talk about Twilight, just <laughs> yeah. because you know it's Twilight. Like right. everyone everyone knows about it, and it's extremely polarizing uh, <laughs> for good reason. So, and I've, I've frankly um, kind of fallen in love with yeah. the, the Twilight saga. It's <laughs> nice. uh, one of my guilty pleasures uh, <laughs> currently. So I thought it'd be really fun. No, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Cause I've, I've, I've never seen, like I've seen clips from the, the movie and you absorb, you know, through cultural osmosis or whatever. Like I know things about it. But I've never, yeah. I've never sat down to watch any of it. So it was, it was a good experience to like sit down and, and cause you always hear the, you know, you hear about sparkly vampires or like glitter. <laughs> and, and I was like, what is that? I don't like, I can't imagine like what that's actually like in the movie. They just glow. And so when it got to that part, I was like, oh yeah, wait, that is, that's all it is. He gets, he doesn't burst into flames. It's a, he just like kind of glistens a little. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a, a reason that and like i I had the same experience with you uh you know the first movie came out in 2008 Mm -hmm. uh so i'm 18 at the time and like really trying to be like a tough dude right and so i just like fucking would shit on you know twilight like the books and the movies i'm never gonna watch that and like blah 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 uh yeah i finally like broke down you know when i'm 32 years old i start watching it uh (laughs) But the the sparkly skin, and you won't learn this until you watch more of the movies. And this is a big reason why I think that the Twilight vampires are so badass. Uh Like, they really are badass. Because they have, like, diamond skin. Mm -hmm. Which means that they're, like, impervious to being, like, shot or stabbed or anything. Like, their skin is, like, hard. Right. Like, diamonds. And that's why it, like sparkles in the sun <laughs> which 
I, I'm realizing now as I'm saying it, because uh, I th- was saying it like it was cool. It's actually not very cool. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's just a fact. Yeah. When, and and I, I don't know that I had that reaction to the Twilight movie specifically, but I can think of like when you're 18, 20, like around that age, it being cool to shit on stuff. And like, yeah. you know, I know like I specifically, I remember there was like music, my sisters, specifically my youngest sister listened to that. I was like, Oh, that's whatever. Like I was a dick about it. I was a total dick. And I look back on it now. I was like, why, like, why was I a dick? Like this music was bringing her joy. Like, why was I a dick about it? Like what a fucking asshole, you know? Like, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's exactly how I was. I was just, you know, like you would, I I was, you know, my in my scene kid era and I'm trying to be like hardcore. And then I like walk by like hot topic and see, you know, like the, the people in like, fishnet sleeves and like wearing like you know team jacob or like team edward stuff and i'm like what a fucking bunch of losers but like <laughs> it's just exhausting being a hater and you know yeah. like in my, in my 30s i'm just like eh, yeah we'll, we'll see what it's about like i saw a bunch of movies in the past like few years where robert pattinson was in them and i'm like this dude rules oh yeah he's yeah, gra- yeah so, he's like, fantastic he's great amazing i think that that, like softened me up enough to be like all right i just want to see like what everyone's talking about and it like turned into a fixation of mine (laughs) of sorts a mild fixation like i'm wearing a i'm wearing a twilight shirt oh shit (laughs) just 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 for this that's awesome i had it before but you know (laughs) i love it i consider myself a fan like i think i sent you the uh the picture of Will Forte's character from uh, Parks and Recreation. Okay, I think uh, so. I don't know if you guys have watched that show, but there's an episode <laughs> sure. where they're putting together a time capsule for uh, Pawnee, Indiana, uh-huh. and he's this like dude that's like, we should put the Twilight books in the time capsule. <laughs> so that's who I am now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I am curious about the rest of the series. Now, I mean, I can't can't say it's like one of my favorite movies of all time, but but it oh, was no. it was an enjoyable watch. I really I wanted to be able to watch it with my daughters. I had a I had a really busy weekend, so it was too late last night. I had to watch it by myself. Everybody else was in bed, but uh, but I can imagine uh what a fun time it would be to like watch it with. With my daughters, but or or with somebody who you can like enjoy the movie with, and be like, what the like, what the fuck is that? Like, what are they doing? He's yeah. He puts her on his back and calls her his little spider monkey and yeah. starts like jumping through the trees. I was like, what the fuck am I watching right That's, now? <laughs> that is the magic of these movies, man. It's just the ridiculousness yeah. of it. Like, and it's so earnest about mm-hmm. it. You know, he's. It's, that's actually one of like the famous lines from that movie is when he says, "Hold on, hold on tight, Spider Monkey." Okay, yeah, and like because Robert Pattinson actually improvised that line. Oh, really? Like, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> nowhere in the books or anything. So it's, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and it was just and 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 like you said, that's the charm of this movie because there are moments like that, like when they all went to play baseball because it's America's <sighs> pastime. I was like, I was like, wait, we're not, they're not really just going to play baseball. And I was like, oh, they're, they're really just going to play baseball. That's just something they enjoy doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, Muse's super massive black hole is like blaring in the background. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
It's absolutely ridiculous. When they go to play baseball and then, like, the bad vampires show up. Yeah. Like, before they fuck everything up, they're down with playing baseball, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've got a wicked curve. It's like, what's up with vampires and playing baseball in the rain? Yeah. (laughs) It's America's pastime. It's America's pastime. I do like like that they chose old-timey, like, uniforms and stuff to show... That they have been doing this since like the advent of baseball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually like. Uh, I wrote some notes uh, on my rewatch <laughs> last night, and I uh, about that. I was in the flashbacks where it shows them like being like old timey vampires. I'm like, it looks like they literally raided like a uh, a high school theater department's <laughs> like costume, like wardrobe. Yeah. To, to show them that they've you know been doing this for hundreds of years. <laughs> yeah. Because it was, well now I I don't I didn't get a chance to look into this movie as deeply as I would have liked. Like I said, it was kind of a crazy weekend. But what was the budget on this thing? Thirty-seven million, and it made four hundred. Dude, no wonder they made so many of these movies. This movie made fucking bank. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was everywhere. Like I'm thinking back to it, you know, because I tried super hard not to pay attention to it when it was coming out, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was a senior in high school, and it was just you everywhere, everywhere you looked. Like I remember it being like the thing. Uh, you know, you couldn't even check them out, uh, the books out of the library. Like there is like such a wait list for it. So, right. you know, that's it was wild. a cultural phenomenon. It started. It started like the whole like teen horror, like vampire werewolf thing. Like that's true. Yeah, because like the Vampire Diary, I think I I hadn't considered that, but I th- but you're absolutely right. There are a lot of things that came after this movie that are trying to, uh, which, which obviously, anytime you have something this massively successful, you're going to have like copycats and imitators trying to like, yeah. you know, yeah. glom onto that success. So, yeah, I mean, there's like the Vampire Diaries, Teen Wolf, like all of those like MTV shows. Yeah. Uh, it's great know, it's, it's like a stuff. character it's a character that's not a specific character it's not like anyone can do another Iron Man spin-off or whatever right but like you could do a you could do a movie about a vampire and just put your own spin on it it's <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah well and and You're, I do I do appreciate like I appreciate in movies like one of my favorite vampire movies um have you seen uh let the right one in yes yeah yeah like yes the the original and the remake, they're both uh, really, really good. Yeah. The original is... I've, yeah. I, I haven't seen the remake. I've heard it's really good as well, but like... But there's a scene where the little girl comes in the, the apartment without being invited and like blood starts pouring out. And I was like... Yeah. I was like, that's such a cool... Because you always hear vampires have to be invited in, but I've never before seen like what happens... What happens when they're not? Like, you know, like, right, yeah. But... It's like uh, exploring different... Um, aspects or like trying to find out which like untold facet of like the laws of being a vampire like every every uh new movie or book series or what, it like explores like a different thing and twilight is kind of fast and loose yeah <laughs> with uh with rules on what vampires and werewolves can and can't do and, you know, right. some of it's kind of convenient for the for what <laughs> stephanie meyer wants to do with the plot but right it's interesting nonetheless yeah yeah when i like and i think you find that in every vampire uh you know like i think for instance in i read salem's lot again a couple i don't know a year or two ago maybe and it's and in that in that book it's not that 
the cross necessarily repels vampires. Like a cross has nothing to do with it. It's the belief of the person. And it's not even like a Judeo-Christian faith. It's just a belief. If if that's your set of beliefs, that's fine. But it can be really any belief that this this totem, this symbol will defend you against this evil. And that's and there's a thing right. I, I don't know if anybody's seen or read Salem's Lot minor spoilers here, but there's a great scene where there's a Catholic priest whose faith is kind of failing him, and he's like holding a cross up against the vampire, and the vampire just like grabs it and he's like, Your trinkets do nothing to me. And the guy the guy's like, Oh shit, and just like runs away. Cause it's not about it's not about the thing, it's about his faith, you know? So Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, and uh, the crucifix's battery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, he sh- he didn't leave it on the charger long enough, like the t- like his toothbrush I charger. <laughs> Fucking Samsung Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, and like in Twilight, they address certain things, like uh, you know, because there's the the belief that you know vampires don't have reflections and mirrors mm-hmm. um and i don't remember if it's the first movie or what, no, the it, second I, one or yeah, they, down the line I, I don't they didn't say anything about that in the first one so yeah like edward says something about um yeah like obviously we have reflections like when we look in mirrors like we invented that rumor so that we can hide oh nice better like in plain sight yeah uh, <laughs> like amongst human beings so yeah yeah, yeah, and I, I just love I like A, I'm I'm partial to vampire stories anyway, just from being a kid and, and you know, when I was when I was younger, interview with a vampire came out and then oh, like God, yes. you know, Blade came out when I was a teenager and I, so I'm partial to vampire stories anyway, but but one thing I like is how each story like takes its own liberties with the lore and like in some movies like garlic does nothing in some movies silver does nothing and it's like it just depends on like what your take on it is you know yeah yeah i actually just watched interview with a vampire again recently also and i forgot just how batshit insane tom cruise is yeah (laughs) yeah like it's the (laughs) best performance i've ever seen from him because he just like lets loose like he's unhinged and it's Fucking wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Louis. Is his or, character named Louis? In that? It's he's. I just. I made the same. It's Lestat, and then Brad Pitt is Louis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I need to. I haven't watched that movie in years. I should. I should watch there's that a, again. There's a. It's TV good. Show. Yeah. It's What's a it? miniseries. I, they did a miniseries. I think it's an HBO. Yeah, it's the Interview with a Vampire TV show. Oh really? I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, I, I've been I've been meaning to to watch that too. Every time I sign into my HBO account, it like is right there, front and center. It knows me, the <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> it's like Taylor. We know you love vampires. Yeah. Right, right. Come watch some actually cool vampires. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did a li- the little bit of reading I did do into this movie um, was talking about how as they were developing it, there was one of the first scripts uh, scripts that was submitted that was submitted. Uh, had Bella like sh- with a shotgun blasting vampires that killed her dad, and apparently there was a jet ski chase, like FBI chasing Bella on a jet ski, which I, <laughs> I, I it sounds like it would have been a pretty like by the numbers early two thousands, uh, movie. But I'm kind of interested to see like what that version of Twilight is, where they try to make it more action packed for the the male audience was the goal. <laughs> 
I'm just What's... trying to figure out how that would even fit in. Because <laughs> it's like thing. a total like separation from the book, right? Oh, oh yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> On a jet ski, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, what the fuck would that script have been like? Like. <laughs> yeah. I was reading something on Reddit last night. Oh, hopefully I get it right this time. And um, they were talking about like how how things changed. This is today's nine eleven. Everybody happy happy at nine eleven. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. <laughs> and, oh shit! I forgot. Yeah. Um, they were talking about d- different things in movies that changed, like right afterward. And like there was like a whole segment of the movie Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, this came out like right after nine eleven, and there was like a there's at one point some alien and Stitch are in a seven forty seven, and they're like cruising through this city, like chasing being chased by another alien ship on a seven forty seven, and they had to like delete it. Oh yeah, and apparently that tied the gag together. I don't, have you guys seen that movie? It's been a Your long kid, time. I don't really remember my it. My kids have watched it. Yeah, but there's a guy who has an ice cream cone. And twice in the movie, he's about to lick his ice cream cone and it somehow falls off. Uh-huh. And that was supposed to be the, the power of threes. And the airplane somehow knocks the ice cream cone guy down. Oh, but, they had to, but they had to cut it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. But there were other stuff too, man. Like fucking like Spider-Man had his, his webs in between the two towers. Oh, I re- well yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that Spider-Man that 2? Out. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, and I love I've seen I've seen um like screen grabs of dudes who are like on dating profiles or whatever and they're like this is me, my name's Chad. I'm 30 years old. Here's a picture of me. And it's like a picture of a 30-year-old dude with the backdrop of New York, but the 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 World Trade Center, the two towers are there. So you're like, "Wait a minute, bro. Uh I- are you a vampire? Have you been thirty They're for in the fucking? Process of crumbling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like, wait, when was How this long? picture taken? You know. <laughs> How long have you been thirty? Yeah. Oh, dude. Was, <laughs> I want to say I I love a long time. I love that line specifically because I've got it in my notes here. I've got that that line marked out because she knows he's a vampire, and I like how he's like, "Say it, you know, say it uh, out loud, out loud." Say it. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like. <laughs> And she's like, how old are you? And he replies, 17. And she's like, how long have you been 17? And I, I, I don't know. I think that's such a great line. Like, of, it is. They both know what the reality it, of the situation is, you know? It is. It would be it funny is. if she was drilling him harder and, like, she's like, so how many women have you been with her? <laughs> like, what's your count? Zero. <laughs> Zero. Is that right? No, like, and this becomes a big theme. Throughout the whole saga, Edward is a virgin. Oh, no shit. oh wow, Edward really? Is because so Stephanie Meyer. I don't know if, if you guys, uh, when you were reading about it, Stephanie Meyer is I, she's either a Mormon or she's from the Mormon faith. Uh, okay. And so there's a lot of like Mormon like purity themes. Okay. Like within the books and the movies, so okay. Edward is 100 percent a virgin. Uh, okay. And he's a virgin. He's a hundred and eight year old virgin when they when they when he meets the seventeen year old girl. Oh wow! So yeah. well, the, the, there's there's one scene there, like that one scene where they do start to like make out, and he's like, "No, I can't lose control around you." Like it reminded me of 
uh, there's a scene in one of the Avengers movies where the Hulk, oh, it's like when the Hulk is like starting to hook up with Black Widow and he's like, no, yeah. we can't do this. I'll fucking Hulk out. <laughs> like, yeah. Or it reminded me of that. <laughs> it's yeah, it's crazy. So like, I think that he's, he's scared. Uh, and it looks like his boner physically hurts him. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like his boner like physically hurts him. Like he's in pain. Yeah. Like, every well, time cause, he's like <laughs> Well, because if I can't there the first time he sees her, she walks into the biology classroom, she walks in front of a fan, and there's a slow-mo yes. shot of her hair blowing around her, and Edward is like, oh, oh and he's like having his an extreme dick just blasts through the table. His diamond dick. <laughs> Yeah, he's having, yeah, like, the most awkward like, reaction. I was like, oh, Jesus, dude, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, he, like, grabs his face, and, yeah. like, his eyes are, like, super wide. Like, he's, like, terrified. Yeah. And, you know, he tries to say that it's, like, because she smells so good to him, and, like, he wants to kill her. Yeah. Which is another weird thing, because he talks about it all the time it's like i've never wanted to kill someone so bad or like drink someone's blood so bad and she's just like i don't care yeah. i love you yeah. like <laughs> it's like the biggest yeah the weirdest thing yeah ever. can i ask you a clarifying thing taylor oh absolutely I, my wife huge fan of the books like love in fact we would go see these movies when they came out oh nice. and we would like see her she's a she was a teacher at the time and we would like see her students you know milling around the movie theater but she was telling me a while back ago, because we watched the movie like a couple summers ago, and the guy that's like a, he's like a um, a Civil War guy, he's the real weird dude. Yes. Is he, now, I'm trying to remember what she told me, but he's real weird because he's got like the thirst, right? Like he's yes. real, because he's walking around all the time like, I want to fucking eat all these kids. Yeah, so that's, uh, his name is Jasper. And he's he was a Confederate soldier in the yeah. uh, in the Civil War, and he got turned uh, around then, and uh, he's he's the newest member of the Cullen clan. So yeah. the Cullen oh. are vegetarian. They keep saying bad things about the black kids at the high school. <laughs> what? Oh wait, is that in the books? Is that real? Is that, <laughs> that dude? <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> that's, okay. Well, no, like, that's oh, it's Forks, Washington. It's a small town. Like, they yeah. He's like, that. he's like, what's what's that kid doing drinking out of our water fountain? They're like, no, Jasper, no, you, bro. It's 2010. <laughs> but no, that is a point of clarification because it, in based on this first movie, which this first movie is my only, uh, window into this universe. So I'm I'm pretty ignorant as far as like what's in the books, what's in the other movies. So. I thought Jasper was like the youngest vampire, but based on what you're saying, he's an older vampire. He's just been a vegetarian for, for the shortest amount of time. Is that right? That that's correct. Okay. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. Car Carlisle and Esme, which are the mom and dad of that weird fucked up <laughs> incestuous foster kid family. Family. Dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their, their whole thing is like, we we don't eat people. Um, they have a truce with the Quayu tribe, which is the Native Americans who live in the area. They have to uphold the truce, and uh, you know, he Jasper has been a vampire like a lot longer than like Edward. Mm -hmm. But um, 
he was feeding on people for for such a long time so it's like more difficult for him to to curb his his thirst for human blood <laughs> to, to curb his enthusiasm for human blood <laughs> 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 the theme song starts playing. <laughs> he's like he's getting into weird racial controversies in the hallway. Yeah, just socially <laughs> awkward. He's like, oh, uh. <laughs> That's a can we just insert Larry David into uh, this film franchise? Yeah. And see what it comes out. <laughs> be one of the teachers. Yeah, yeah. I may or may not edit the music in here somewhere, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But no, I to what you were saying earlier about the writer being Mormon, and I, I actually have some thoughts on like the themes of because the, I feel like this movie's obviously the first part in a longer saga, right? So yeah, whether or not like how much of it is like quote unquote problematic or not, maybe not problematic, but unsatisfactory to me versus how the themes play out through the whole series, um, I have questions about, but. But to the point about the author being a Mormon and all that, I did read the director. She's directed some other stuff, but none of it. Like, I think Lord of Dog, the Lords of Dogtown. She's yeah, done 13. She, yeah, 13. She's done some other stuff, but nothing. Um, I, I, Like, I wasn't aware. I actually, But, well, she did do an episode of uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities recently. Yes. Uh, which, oh, I like that. So it I did. Good. Yeah, I just saw. I, ju- I just watched that. I was like, oh, she did that. That's cool. Um. But but Which if one did you do of that? What's that? That was like a couple different movies, right? In one. Well, they it was like an anthology Shorts? series. So each each episode was directed by a different director. So each episode was a totally different story, different director, all that. So she directed so one. one... The director of Twilight. What's that? So, I'm talking over you, man. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Which 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 episode was the director of Twilight of that? She did. She did. I think there were. If I, it's. I, I watched it a few months ago. I think there were a couple of episodes based on H.P. Lovecraft stories. She did one of the episodes on an H.P. Lovecraft story. I forget which one. Okay. Um, oh, look it up. Yeah. Um, but she also. I thought this was interesting. She direct. She directed a movie called The Nativity Story, which. I have not seen. I can't say whether it's good or not. I don't know. But apparently it was the first movie to to premiere in Vatican City. The Nativity, <laughs> <laughs> the nativity Story. Yeah. So there's... So that means they built a theater? I, they probably already had a theater in Vatican City. But it was the first movie that like made its... Oh, its movie premiere. It, yeah, it premiered in Vatican City. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. They like rolled out the red carpet at Vatican City. Yeah, and nice. the Pope, the Pope was like, "Hey, I watch it. I'm the first person to watch it a movie." You know. <laughs> <laughs> the limo, the limo pulls up and the doors open, and then the Pope mobile like comes out on a ramp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just goes. Yeah, and it rolls into the movie theater. <laughs> I'm like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets to participate in being a limo. Yeah, <laughs> I watch it a movie. I love it. Uh, That's bizarre. And like uh, the way wait, it was described, wait, I, I also picture I picture the the, the, the Pope mobile is like it's like one of those like air poppers for popcorn, and it just like fills up. It's with movie popcorn. The Pope is just eating movie popcorn. He's standing like shoulder shoulder deep in movie popcorn. He's just eating. I'm sorry. Just to eat his way out. Uh. A cell phone goes off. And he's 
No, he's like, somebody else's cell phone. He's like, excommunicate them out of the church. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, what, what were you saying, Taylor? <laughs> I, I don't even fucking remember. I'm just too busy thinking of uh, the Pope just uh, chin deep in popcorn having to eat his way out. Yeah, just like movie popcorn butter just dripping down his chin. <laughs> oh man! Oh. oh, I remembered. Um, yeah. So I think this movie tonally is very different from all the other movies in the uh, in the series. Really? Um, because I think that the the director of this one, like we talked a little bit about her uh, her other projects, they're more like a, like indie film like mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what they were going for was like make it like a little bit more gritty and like put that blue filter on everything on everything like, on the, yeah on yeah everything. and like all the other movies are like way more like hollywood blockbuster feeling really so yeah yeah, yeah. god damn like, it taylor more, you're like, making you're making like Hunger I, games feeling out like you're making me want to watch the right i'm curious i'm genuinely curious about the rest of these movies now <laughs> Oh, it it gets way more crazy. Like, there's so much that I want to talk about that's outside of the purview of this one movie <laughs> that you is know, ridiculous. Corey, like how in Blade they go into like the the vampire politics a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They do that a bunch in this in this series. Oh, in the in the future movies they do. Interesting. Yeah, there's like the High Council. I don't know what they call them. I don't right. remember, but. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying that, that no. you know, that there's like a higher council of vampires. No, that's, yes. that's yeah, the the Star Wars approach, which I did. I mean, I don't love the prequels, but I didn't hate that aspect of it. Where like, because some people right. complain they like got into the politics and stuff, and I'm like, but that stuff's interesting. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. know that the movies were executed perfectly, but but I don't think it's because of that stuff. You know. Yeah. And like then the I forget, did, mm-hmm. did they show Jacob as a, as a werewolf yet? Not in the first one. Not in the first one, no. Yeah, he's just like a a weird fourteen year old kid. Yeah, that that has a crush on Bella. Yeah, yeah, he's he's barely in it. Like they they mention the tribe, which I looked up a little bit. That's a real tribe, apparently. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe I believe so, or at least it's like based on I think uh, tribes from from that area, the Pacific Northwest. But yeah, the, the werewolf stuff doesn't really kick in until the second movie. Really? It's a big, big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And they look fucking cool. Do they They do look, they they look really fucking cool. (laughs) Like I, I usually like my werewolves, like, uh, like werewolf, like man, like, you know what I mean? Like a big grotesque, like, uh, um, like and um, they just do um, it like they're like huge ass wolves, but they're still cool looking. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Because I think for me, it, out of the out of the movies I've watched, kind of the uh, uh, American Werewolf in London is kind of the the baseline for like a cool looking werewolf, you know. So yeah, <laughs> I I really like uh, my favorite werewolf movie. I think is Dog Soldiers. Have you have you guys seen I have, that? I no, I've heard that movie's great. I have not seen it. No. It is so good. Yeah. It is so good. I think it's actually the same studio that made Twilight, made Dog Soldiers. I might be mistaken. Really? Like Summit, I think is what it's called. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I've, 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 I feel like I've come across that movie a lot. Different people recommending it at different times, but I, I've just haven't taken the time to watch it yet. But <laughs> it's really good. It's, it's kind of like, uh, 
you know, it's about, about a bunch of soldiers that are holed up in like a house mm-hmm. that's being besieged by werewolves. It like kind of feels like cool. alien mm-hmm. a little bit, but with werewolves. Okay. It's cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah I, I'll definitely Dog check that soldiers? movie. Dog soldiers. Dog soldiers. Yeah. It's yeah, right. that, that movie's been on my list for a while. I do. I need to watch that. Um, but just kind of going through, like looking at my notes, I have chronologically here early in the movie. When she goes, because she moves from Phoenix to Washington, right? To move in with her dad. Yes. There's a point, like, early in the movie, he just, like, parks in the front of the yard on the grass. Wait a second, Corey. Yeah. Isn't it that her, like, stepdad plays fucking baseball? Minor league baseball. Yeah, so her her, her mom is, like, going on tour with her dad. Yeah. Sorry, I just made that connection. Yeah, Stephanie Meyer apparently loves baseball. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Huge baseball fan. <laughs> Huge baseball fan. Yeah, but so, but it, but early in the movie, he like pulls his truck and like uh, parks on the grass, and I was like, I was like, man, you're fucking, you're tearing up your yard, man. As a homeowner, I'm like, your your fucking yard's gonna be useless, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, like that, and that's the, that's the beauty of these these movies. I think I said something about it earlier, but like the people don't act like any human being that I've ever interacted with in my entire life. Yeah. Like nobody does like throughout the entire uh, movie, the film series, like Charlie is the most normal person out of anybody, Mm -hmm. but like everyone always like does things or like says things that are like super awkward, like especially with the human teenagers, like the way that they like are all super infatuated with Bella, like immediately, like everyone's just like in love with her. Yeah. Like it is so (laughs) weird. It's, but it almost feels like a, like I have the same sort of like fascination with this movie that I had with like watching something like the room by like Tommy, Tommy Wiseau. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because yeah. everything is so, like, unnatural. <laughs> right. Well, and like, I, I see that, yeah, and I've heard that movie described The Room as, like, an alien trying to write a movie script based on what they think humans are like. Yes. I could, ab- I can 100% see how that, that description would apply to this movie as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, so weird. Like, uh, the first time, like, you know, Bella goes to school, it's her first day, and she meets, like, Eric, like, the scene-looking kid, and he's yeah. like, oh, hey, you're Isabella Swan, like, my name's Eric, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna from, write a story, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, you're from Arizona, I'm gonna write a front, like, a story about you in, like, the school newspaper, and just, like, <laughs> immediately, that's the first conversation she has with anybody, it's, yeah. like, so <laughs> <Yeah>. strange. <laughs> well, and, and I, I was kind of, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but the... You know, the larger, man, and I feel like everything I wrote down, like, a lot of my notes are just quotes from Edward being weird as fuck. And her, weird as and, fuck. And her just, like, going along with it. And then later, a lot of my notes turn into her being, like, like, for instance, he's, like, uh, when he when he gets sparkly, he's, like, he says, I'm designed to kill. I've killed before. I wanted to kill you. And, and then she says, I trust you. And he says, don't. <laughs> fucking don't trust me i want to eat you and so i'm not i'm not really asking i'm not asking a question taylor because i don't want to be spoiled i probably i i like the idea of you coming back and us watching all of these movies if not i'll probably watch them eventually i would would fucking love that yeah (laughs) but so so i'm not asking a question i don't want to be spoiled but either 
this is there the themes and what's going on in this movie is some like very heavy like you find your true love at 15 you devote yourself to them like which i think is some kind of like fucked up toxic shit right because any of us like a lot we most of us have had relationships in high school and most of us know those don't last you don't want those to last you want to get that experience under your belt and move the fuck on um so and I don't know if this series as a whole is saying that I, I like I I I could see it where Edward and Bella end up together, which would bother me thematically. If it's more of like a Romeo and Juliet, like Shakespearean tragedy, where they don't end up together, that's more thematically fulfilling to me. And again, I'm not asking which one it is, but just based on this first movie, those are my thoughts as far as like where is this going thematically? Like, what are we saying here about relationships and about uh, just this kind of stuff in yeah, general? I'm going to say something that's real fucked up that happens a couple movies later. <laughs> um, oh, no. Well, what what is it? What? Okay, if it's real fucked uh, up, I do want to hear it. <laughs> all right. Okay, you sure? Okay. Yeah, go So, ahead. like, they have a baby together, right? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Wait, 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 wait. Edward and Bella have a baby together? You're gonna love this next part. Oh no! Wait, okay. wait, are you ready for this? Oh god! Okay. Jacob imprints on the fucking baby. Okay. And it's like it's a baby, and it's like this is mine. Like this baby is mine to oh. protect and love. Oh fuck! <laughs> wait, well, now that I totally, I'm having like a, a memory is surfacing here. I think I've seen clips of. Are there clips in a movie of somebody holding a baby? And it's like obviously a baby doll. Like they're like yes. it's one hundred like it, you can see it's like obviously a baby doll, not a real baby, right? It's yeah, it American doesn't look sniper good. did that. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a weird baby doll in uh the Twilight movies too. Like it's kind of been memed like how bad uh it looks. Um but yeah, yeah. it's that's funny, Brent. I've seen those. I've seen that clip from American Sniper too. That's another movie I've never seen, but I've seen clips of that weird baby. <laughs> Wet hot American Sniper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I'll end up watching these movies eventually. Um, You'll have a great time. I promise. <laughs> it's an animatronic toddler. It's, oh, it's, are you looking at the at their uh, at their daughter? <laughs> It's animatronic. It looks, That's awesome. Wait. Can I share my screen real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Share away. I want to see this. Looking at. It's kind of now weird. I want to see this animatronic baby. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh, Jesus yes. Christ. Oh, Never. that's nightmare fuel. That is nightmare yes. fuel. <laughs> like, I they thought did. it was a, a shot from the movie Megan. Look at the one of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> wait, go back. Go back. I'm sorry, Brent. Scroll back up. The top line, you're telling me that's an actual clip from the movie with that baby right there? 100%. That's, oh no. (laughs) 100%. They didn't even try. Like, at this point, the Lord of the Rings movie, which has, like, great CGI and, you know, puppetry and stuff like like, (laughs) that. They didn't even try. No, no. Keeping keeping that budget under 40 million. Got to keep that budget. Yeah. But that's the shit that I love. Oh, I wow. love things that are so bad <laughs> right. that they're actually like endearing. 
yeah. charming. Yeah. And well, that's like the essence of like these movies to me. Like <laughs> Well, like I said, I, I enjoyed watching it and I, I feel like my, my enjoyment would only have been enhanced if I could have watched it with my daughters or somebody where we could have like you know, laughed at this ridiculousness together, yeah. you know? It it makes it so much better to watch it with someone, especially to watch it with someone who like really loves it. Yeah. Because you get like all sorts of like, okay, we're gonna pause it, and, like talk about how <laughs> fucked, it, fucking weird that was, you know, like that, that just happened, right? Um, <laughs> have your kids, Corey? Have your kids watched them at all? No, they're no. The Twilight series kind of passed because I was a little, I was a little bit older when they came out. I was born in eighty four, so I was aware of them. Um, but then. Like my daughters have, they've read the Harry Potter books and there's other stuff they've gotten into, but I don't think, I don't think the Twilight uh, franchise has had the staying power of something like Harry Potter, for instance, right? Like people, I mean, it's a thing in the zeitgeist, but it's not as uh, prevalent as something like Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. So, yeah. So those books lasted a long ass time. Like when they were coming out, yeah, the Harry- as, well, as well as the movie. So there's like a certain generation of, of children and adults that appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I wonder about. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess it's not really crossed over a whole lot. I mean, my my daughter really likes it. The Twilight but stuff. It's because, it's because Tara and I told her about it, right? And then we watched some of the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That being passed down through parents, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's as much a part of the. Because I never read Harry Potter. I wasn't, I wasn't interested in Harry Potter at all until my kids started getting interested, yeah. and then because their friends were reading it, which even like my kids came up, pat beyond like past when Harry Potter was really doing its thing, but it, but it still had that much yeah. staying power where their friends were reading it, they were reading it, um, you know, yeah. and that was before. You know what's the bummer about that is that. I tried to read it, and I couldn't get past the first book because it was too kiddish. Oh, really? And I'm not dogging it. I'm not. I'm not making fun of it. I just personally, I think, man, I wish that I would have been younger and yeah. I would have grown with it, like some people got to do. Yeah. That would have. That was, that was totally my experience with Harry Potter. Was like, you know, first starting to like develop a love of reading, and so you grab like, you know, the first book, and you, it kind of like grows up with you like yeah. the characters do and like the writing sort of like matures a little bit along the way like it gets darker yeah like you know when everyone's like 14 and like the books like tonally shift to something like really yeah. dark and you know because that's when you know you become a little bit more mature it can handle like those like thematic elements and everything so i think that's and you know you take it's seven books so that took like you know 10 years to come out and then the movies are like after that so like culturally like harry potter was like a phenomenon for like 15 years yeah easily whereas, easily yeah whereas yeah like something like twilight like <clears throat> the books came out like bam 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 like four of them and then the movies were like two years after like right on the heels like every yeah. year yeah uh, they would come out with another one so it was more short-lived i think yeah that's interesting, and it's uh, and you know, of course, knowing what we know about J.K. Rowling now and her transphobic right. like remarks, but it was, but yeah, my daughters, uh, and like I said, their friends were reading it, and I I read the first couple books along with them. I know I've seen at least the first three movies, maybe more, but but 
yeah, my daughters were really into that shit for, for, you know, while they, and it, it definitely fostered their love of reading. Like they're still big reader. We're all big readers in this house. Like we all read all the time. And, and, and I think that's part of it, you know, is, uh, they got really into the Harry Potter shit and that yeah. fostered their love of reading through, through yeah, their... read to your kids. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. makes a difference, man. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my daughter, she'll be my oldest. She'll be 17 next month, you know? And we, wow. we, st- we're still like trying, like reading books together when we can. And, and that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but okay. Let me see. What else do I, I just glanced down at my notes here. Did you guys in the diner when Bella goes to eat with her father and she's like squirting ketchup on her plate? Which is fine, but then she like shakes the ketchup bottle in a weird way, and I'm like, has has Kristen Stewart never used ketchup in a diner? Like, does she not know how it works? Like, <laughs> yeah, she like she doesn't like hit the bottom or like you know what I mean or like shake it like upside down. She just kind of like yeah tosses it or like you know, around, like juggles it a little bit. Like it's yeah it's... yeah she she squirts it, which is fine, and then she just kind of like shakes it off like she just took a piss or something like <laughs> yeah yeah uh, like what are you what are you doing with that ketchup bottle i have no idea the red bloody piss yeah, yeah it's that's, that's like i mean brilliant too. <laughs> a million examples of shit just like that like i i have just for your guys's information I have seven pages of notes. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. It, it it took me so fucking long to rewatch this movie last night because I had to like pause it every time something like <laughs> caught my eye. But like, yeah, there, it's, just, it's your show now. What do you want to talk about? I don't even know where to begin. These, these notes are useless to me. Um, I, I was keeping track of how many times Kristen Stewart bites her lip. Yeah. Uh, in, oh, in the movie, dude, uh, it's a really just, adorable uh, mannerism she has. Yeah, it is. It is adorable, but I gotta say, because I've never watched these movies until now, I've seen so many impressions of Kristen Stewart and biting her lip and like, mm, uh, and like being awkward. I've seen a dozen impressions. I've never watched the actual movie, so like, I'm watching this movie with all these impressions in my head, and I'm like. Okay, I get it. I get where that came from. I get what they're doing. And it's almost like, it's weird to watch it in reverse, having watched the impressions before I watched the actual performance, because her performance feels like this weird, exaggerated caricature, only because I've experienced that after this, these movies, well after these movies were made. Does that make, does that make sense at all? Like, makes total sense. Yeah. It's weird. I've never experienced that. Yeah. That's weird. Well, it, like it makes what she did in this movie more of a caricature than it probably would have. Had I watched this movie in 2008, it wouldn't have seemed so cartoonish. Uh, it only seems that way. I feel like because I've seen so many like exaggerated impressions of her performance in this movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, like uh, I think that, you know, because I'm super, like into i guess now like the meme like twilight meme pages and stuff like that and like people are still like pumping them out nice and like there's people who like all they do is do like Kristen stewart and robert pattinson impressions on like tiktok and stuff like, and, like lip sync to like dialogue and recreate scenes like that's of awesome. the movie and 
it's it's like so iconic like her performance i wouldn't describe it as as good i wouldn't describe uh bella like as a character as like being very fleshed out right i think she's just kind of like a stand-in for whoever is like watching the movie or like reading the book yeah um but like the way she like over exaggerates like everything she's like oh like i have to make it you know look like i you know i have some desire so i'm not going to close my mouth all the way <laughs> like she just like stares like with her mouth open or like bites her lip all the time or like flutters her eyes and stuff it's, it's it is cartoonish but yeah. like it's, it's yeah it, it becomes like a game like i was watching it and i'm like how many times is she going to fucking bite her lip and like i got to 32 before i just gave up well like like, and it is like it's weird it's kind of weird her her mannerisms and the way she is it's like kind of weird but you know everybody's got their own weird idiosyncrasies i could see how like casting her in this movie because she is i mean she's very pretty she's got these deep dark eyes like she's a very attractive person and I could see why you would cast her in a movie like this. And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, if I had seen this movie in 2008 without any knowledge of anything that came afterwards, would I find this like endearing? And, uh, I I, like, I just couldn't tell how much my experience with the movie was, was, was in, was tempered or flavored by, (laughs) two de- you know 15 years of parody and and uh, impressions after the movie had come out if if that makes any sense I, it was very weird it, it was a weird experience you know so have you guys seen her in anything else not really I'm looking at her IMDb I don't recognize I mean I don't think I've seen any other movies so yeah. like I wonder if she acts like that all the time so I've heard that she's uh the movie she did, Spencer, she plays like Princess Diana. I hear she is phenomenal. Oh, really? Yeah. That. Like, nice. really, really <laughs> good. And I think there was a movie, she was in Adventureland with uh, Jesse Eisenberg oh, uh, a long time ago. That's, I, uh, no, that was, or was that American Ultra? She was American, in, she was American in, Ultra. She was in yeah. Both, yeah, she was in both of those. I think she was in Adventureland too, was she? Okay, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And that's, uh, is that different from zombie? Is that a different movie from zombie land? Yeah. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. it came out around the same time. Huh. Uh, I think that is like about eventually ends about like teenagers working at a carnival or something. I don't know. Hmm. Well, and, and like there was a movie that came out in the last five years or so underwater. Uh, and, yes. and Brent it's, it's on our like extended list. Cause Brent and I, I have a shortened list of like maybe 50 movies I, I send to people, but we have a list of like four or 500 movies that we w- want to watch it like horror movies to watch at some point. And that movie's on there. I've heard great things about underwater. Um, and, and I'm, I'm by no means saying she's a bad actress, but yeah, I, I right. don't, I don't know that I've seen her in anything other than this really. Yeah. Yeah. I think she just kind of like her career kind of like took a different uh, path. I think from what I've heard, she like nobody who was involved with the Twilight movies has like a very favorable uh, opinion of their experience. Right. Like who working on them. Yeah. Um, so I think that I, I mean, if you listen to interviews of like Robert Pattinson talking about, uh, you know, do you like the books? Do you like working on the movies? He's just he's pretty much blatantly just like 
fucking no. No, it like, was a pay, was it was like a paycheck. Terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a paycheck. So I think that they kind of like became way more selective with you know what they do. Like I I haven't seen the actor who plays Emmett like Kellen Lutz. Like you know yeah. a lot of them just kind of like disappeared. Yeah, um, which I, but afterwards. I but I was thinking as I was watching this movie, so many movies. Uh, like this, where you get into it when you're young, and it's a cultural pheno- phenomenon among teenagers, it can be easy to get to get trapped into that, and that's the only thing you do. And people don't yeah. know you, or not even like teenage phenomena, like Marvel movies. You know, like Elizabeth Olsen, for instance. Like she's done a ton of shit, but how many people have seen her as anything other than the cult- the Scarlet Witch? Right? Like she right, yeah. she's a phenomenal actress. But I think you, if when you do something that's so popular, it's easy to get bogged down. But in this movie, I mean, you've got Kristen Stewart, who's done other stuff. Robert Pattinson, who's gone on. I mean, he was in the Batman. He's doing stuff with Christopher Nolan. I mean, you know, yeah. the Twilight House, light the lighthouses. Yeah, like yeah. at this point, the the Twilight movies are just a footnote in his career, right? Um, yeah. And you've got Anna Kendrick, same thing. Like she's she's blown up. I I I wasn't even expecting her to show up in the. Tw- I was like, she came on screen, and I was like, oh fuck, Anna Kendrick is in these movies. I totally yeah. fucking forgot that Anna Kendrick was in these movies. You know, um, and then even like there were a couple. Give you a good example of a, a weird Robert Patterson movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's on Tubi. It's called Cosm Cosmo. Cosmopolis. Cosmopolis. I, I've heard great yes, things. I've heard great things about that movie. I have not seen it though. Yeah. Who's the director so, of that? Oh, Ooh, somebody uh, super famous. Yeah. Do you know what it's about? It's just like him in a car the whole movie, right? Yeah, he's just in a, he's a ultra wealthy like CEO of a tech company, and he wants to get a haircut, and he gets Cro- in a limousine. Cronenberg. That's a Cronenberg movie. That's Is a Cronenberg movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And and I mean, he, he he conducts all his business for the day. The B story is that there's like riots happening, and like the president is in town, and so like the riot becomes more and more crazy. But like he's just like real calm and chill in his limousine. It's all like um, it's like bulletproof and all that shit. Like like, like the Popemobile. Like the Popemobile. <laughs> at one point, he stops, and a doctor gets into the limo. And he has a mobile MRI machine, like, in his limousine. What? And he gets, like, an MRI. He gets one done every day, apparently. It's just, like, real weird. That is his way to get a haircut. That's why, but, like, totally, (laughs) totally off topic. I have wondered, like, if I had access to, like, limitless wealth. Yeah. I have wondered, like, why wouldn't I? Because, like, I'm, as far as I know, like, I'm perfectly healthy right now. But, like. What 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 could an MRI or something show me that I might be able to take preventative step towards that I'm not going to yeah. go get an MRI right now for no reason without any you know yeah. I don't know that's really that's interesting to me because I've wondered yeah, would you like, do it like what, once a month or like twice a year maybe go get an MRI why why the fuck not if you can afford it why not like, like why wouldn't yeah, you you know that reminds me uh, have you guys ever seen the show uh, Silicon Valley. On HBO, no, I no. I no, I know of it. I haven't seen it though. No, there's there's this. Uh, it's like supposed to be like a satire of Google, but like the CEO uh, in that show, his name is like Gavin Belson. They like go to his house, like the main characters, and he has a blood boy, um, <laughs> which is like an early, like a twenty year old, like 
young strapping lad that like lives in Los Angeles that he gets like a daily blood transfusion oh, from like this yep. billionaire to like keep that, him like super healthy and like well because you know, viral and everything but there are real dudes who have done that right there's one there's a guy who like gets blood transfusions from his son i'm pretty sure like i'd have to look it up but i like there's a guy who there i don't know i think there are people who like really do that shit you know yeah no that seems real like i was like oh yeah of course like if you were a billionaire like you would just have like some some young, like fit, like muscular kid, like on your payroll and you like control what he eats yeah. and like make sure he doesn't smoke or drink or anything. And just like every week come in and get like some new blood. Yeah. From <laughs> which, which like in like getting an MRI, like anything, which there's a weird line there between like having the ability to like the financial ability to like stay healthy and stay in front of your health needs but then also like crossing into like weird woo woo shit right because like i was i was just reading an article the other day about how like steve jobs he he died of like pancreatic cancer or something right um but but he had he his diet was like only fruit he like he just only ate fruit apparently and to get in uh to get in the mindset of playing him in the movie i guess ashton kutcher tried to emulate his diet and within a month, he was, like, having problems with his pancreas. Like, he was having <laughs> severe health problems because he was eating, like, Steve Jobs. And it was, like, I, it's, like, bro, I, I don't know. Like, a billionaire can't, being a billionaire can't save you from being a total fucking moron, you know? Like, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, unlimited access and. In- you know, the ability to do whatever you see fit. It kind of actually highlights how big of a fucking moron you are. Yeah. In a lot of, you know, instances, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, so like the Cullen, doc, the, like the dad was like, they're wealthy, but like, you think he would amass like a larger fortune even? <laughs> oh, like. So I'm like, rinky dink doctor in a small like seattle town like, <laughs> yeah but their 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 house is so crazy and like yeah. they they show off their wealth a little bit more like in the in the other uh in movies. The other, okay i, I mean like, that the house they, is they nice buy, like an island what they, they buy, buy like an island and shit okay like, that, that's yeah. wild i mean their house but, is nice that house is nice but yeah, oh, yeah. With with the million graduation caps, yeah, like hanging up in the in the stairwell. <laughs> okay, yeah. why do they go joke. to school? Like, why do they keep going to school? Yeah, uh, they they explain it because so they're all they were all like sixteen to like twenty years old when they were turned into vampires. Yeah, so they have to kind of move around a little bit in order to. You know, and they appear like they're teenagers, so they, uh, you know, have to go to high school. So they bounce around and go to high school in like different towns. Yeah, and okay. only stay there for for a few years. And in the books, actually, like Carlisle, the dad, he was supposedly twenty three years old when he was turned. Okay. Uh, into a vampire. So, and you you can't really tell like in the movie, but he's supposed to be like twenty three years old and like the head doctor. Yeah, I mean, he looks, he looks young, he looks really young, but Brent, I actually had that same exact question written down in my notes, um, but there is a line where Edward says, the, like, the younger we start, 
the longer we can live wherever we live. Cause I, cause I was like, I was like, why would you want to relive? I mean, I, even I, like I had a good time in high school. I didn't have a bad high school experience, but right. why would you want to live that over and over and over again? If you're like a hundred plus years old. And so I had that question, but then I thought about it. And Edward does say that the younger we are, when we start somewhere, the longer we can live there. You know, so if you start as a six, you could pass as a 16 year old and then you could pass as like maybe 25, 26, 27, maybe a 30. You're pushing it like if you say you're 30 looking like that, maybe you're pushing it. But you could maybe stay in the same place for maybe 15 years on the on the outset. You know, if you start at 15. So I don't know. That that kind of made sense to me. Passes 18, let's say, and then just like get fake get fake IDs or whatever yeah. they have to do. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to go to school. No, I, th- I had the same thought. I had How the many same... times have you done that like mighty co- mitochondria like lab or whatever the fuck they were <laughs> Anaphase. And yeah. Okay. He's like, I know this is anaphase. I've done this a billion times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. That's actually a big plot point in the second movie also. What? Wait, it's so, a big, his biology no knowledge is a big plot point? No, no, no. The, the whole he gets, age, he gets a C on the test. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he really phones no. it in. <laughs> no, man. I'm just I like I have so many notes here. A lot of this is just stuff he says that's creepy. Um, I do like the scene where she gets like uh, uh confronted by these dude bros in a back alley, and he saves her with his like sweet driving skills. He's like yeah. whipping the car around. He's like skrrr. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny if he do. ran up on them and like skidded on his in his sneakers and was like, jump on Spider Monkey. And then <laughs> <laughs> <I> just ran <laughs> like, off. Running yeah. really fast with her on her back. Definitely right. would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I also like how she saw the uh cause their friend Waylon was murdered and they go to they stop at the police station and She's talking to her dad, and it was her dad's friend. And she goes outside, and they're, like, wheeling this cold cadaver past her with its feet sticking out for some reason. And (laughs) she sees the cold feet, and through a series of, like, flashbacks, she connects the cold cadaver feet to Edward and how cold and dead he feels. And I was like, well, I don't know. These cold cadaver feet makes you think of the love of your life. You know, like... Right. Well, because she like brushed his finger when she was trying to turn the heat up in the car, and she's like, "Your skin is ice cold." <laughs> yeah. And so, like, you know, that sets off like the the chain the chain of events. Waylon is so funny. The guy who gets like the drunk guy in town that gets killed by like the bad vampires. Yeah. Because I love his scene when she meets him in the diner earlier. Yeah. It's such like a quick, like expository, like you're going to have a weird nonsensical conversation just so that like, when you die later, we know who the fuck you are. Yeah. We'll care about it a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were the weird butt crack Santa from when she was four. Like, what does that even mean? You know? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, you remember me? Like I was, I played Santa one year and she's just like, no, no, Yeah, fucking no, old man, I don't. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, because otherwise we wouldn't give a shit or know who the fuck he was. Right. That was in there. Does he have more of a role in the book? I so I'm I have not read the books. 
Okay. I'm 100%. Yeah, like taking the the stance of just appreciating the movies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's okay. (laughs) My Goodreads list is like a mile long, so I... Bro, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Um, all right, gents. Well, I, I've got a, I've got more notes we could dive into, but I want to be respectful of time. We're kind of pushing up against 90 minutes here. Uh, do either of you, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into head cannons and kind of wrap up the show here? Oh man. Let me, uh, let me see. Per, so, yes. Flip through your seven pages. There. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's one thing that I really, really wanted to, to point out that I think is fucking yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end when, um, you know, James bites, uh, Bella, Bella in the ballet studio. And, um, Edward has to suck the venom out because vampires have venom. There is a song that's playing as like, it's flashing about like their relationship and everything. And it sounds kind of like Mumford and Sons esque, like mid two thousands, like the, okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that is Robert Pattinson singing. What? That weird, really weird fucking song that you can't understand a word of it because it's like very like butt rock, like (laughs) Scott Stapp, like sort of vocals. Yeah, that's they got Robert Pattinson to sing a weird song just for that scene. And I and I feel like I I feel like that's in line with most decisions that were made making this movie, which just causes me to go, what what? Why? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's no reason for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's totally weird and awkward, but you know, I fucking love it, and it just like adds to the 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 universe of the movies that there's like so much to like pick and parcel. Yeah. And like replay and quote and like weird facts like that. <laughs> like oh, you man. could rewatch it so many times and find something new and weird to appreciate (laughs) two weeks from now we're talking about 1991's naked lunch that's a fantastic episode so get ready for that and you can follow us on social media on facebook at danger explosion presents headcanon on instagram at headcanon pod on twitter at horror movie pod and as always you can follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod do you, either of you gentlemen, have a headcanon you want to lead with? Or I can lead with mine, doesn't matter to me. I'm worried mine might be what you, someone else's is. Really? So I, I don't want to go just yet. Okay, I'll go for. I doubt it, but I'll go first. Um, okay. So my headcanon is, because I, I only have knowledge of this one movie. I haven't seen any of the other movies. I don't know about anything else. So I'm imagining the werewolves, Taylor Lautner and his... You know, all of the the, the, the uh, indigenous Americans who live on the reservation that are werewolves have been, over time, like, bred like domesticated dogs. So they're not all, like, big, scary werewolves. Like, you have little, like, chihuahua werewolves. <laughs> or you have, like, little puffy, like, Pomeranian werewolves. And I don't know. I don't know if that's true in the later movies. But in my head, you've got all these, like, different breeds of werewolves that have been bred for <laughs> specific traits. Like... That's- so, some werewolves just have massive hip problems because of too much too <laughs> much werewolf inbreeding. Yeah, they just there's like a fog one that's like it can't breed very well. <laughs> yeah, it's called oh, it's yeah it's 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 the Habsburg werewolf. <laughs> You're just like grunting, like you 
just waiting your entire life to like come of age and become a werewolf and you become like a fucking dachshund. Yeah, or like a fucking pug with your eyes bulging out. It's like... Anyway, that's my headcanon. At the, age of eight, at the age of 18, you have to go to the vet and get fixed. Yeah. <laughs> they just put a rubber band on your balls. I just he figured out what school. to do with these. The kids are coming to high school with like with, rubber with, a, with, like with a giant cone on the head. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, do, you think, do you think that, that Jacob smells bad? I mean, he's a dog. They talk like, about after... how bad he smells. What? Does oh, he? really? Okay. In the later yeah. movies? Nice. Yeah. Like, in, in the later movies, whenever Bella is, like, hanging out with Jedward, uh, Jedward. <laughs> Jacob, yeah. they'll, uh, like, the other vampires will be like, ew, you smell like wet dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious that's really funny yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay I, I was i was thinking that that this movie could be the prequel to the batman okay and that it would make sense because like it's a bat yeah vampires yeah. are known to be to turn into bats and then he like is very wealthy and moves to a dark city <laughs> and he fights crime nice yeah i like yeah this yeah, is the, this nocturnal is, it's yeah. nocturnal, yeah. Batman yeah, yeah. origin story, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we've never, we've never seen. That. Oh, how great would it be if, like, in the Batman Two with Robert Pattinson, we actually see him in the sunlight and he starts glistening like a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That explains so much. <laughs> and, the, oh. and the Joker's like, <laughs> get on my back, you spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> uh, All right. So uh, I have a my turn for a head cannon. Okay. Um, this will make sense later, but like there is a weird vibe between Charlie, um, Bella's dad, and Carlisle Cullen. Okay, like he yeah. is so quick to like defend Carlisle. Yeah. Later, that like it gives some kind of gay vibes. Like, okay. That there might be like. Because, you know, Charlie is like a bachelor and everything, and he's, you know, just sits yeah. around and drinks. He's like the chief of police. <laughs> so, like, it's totally possible. That That's there, amazing. And I, and I mean, there's definitely some, because I've asked about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is there any fan fiction where, like, oh, Charlie of, and Carlisle are Of course are there is. You should, like, the, the obvious answer is going to be yes. Yeah. 1,000%. 100%. Nice. He like walks up to the crime scene. There's like a bloody mess on the floor, and like his his like scent wafts into into Carlisle's nose. He's like, oh. <laughs> and he, yeah. he does the weird like Robert Pattinson boner. He's like, uh, uh. <laughs> Charlie's been to that Cullen house, man. He knows what's up. Oh, he's been he there late night. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's why he's so distrustful of Edward. He's like, I know, I know what's going on. I, I already know. I bone, I bone your dad. This <laughs> <laughs> diamond dick's been in my bowl. <laughs> yeah, the, the ice cold diamond dick. <laughs> Dude, why does that? Why does that sound like a '90s wrestler? Like, and the challenger, ice cold diamond dick. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Diamond Dick Toronto. <laughs> 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 Or 
Shit. All right. All right, my friends. I got to get going. Uh, Taylor, is there anything else you want to plug or talk about or point people toward while, while we're at the end here? Nah. Um, this has been super fun. Um, yeah. I Obviously, like I, I love uh, these movies. Um, I appreciate being invited onto the show. Like... You know, I was a little bit nervous, uh, partly because I'm afraid that everyone's going to think that I'm a huge fucking nerd, but you know what? Fuck it. Like, yeah. I'm in my 30s now. Like, let's who just gives start a shit? living our truth. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Who gives like, a shit? You may or may not be living in your parents' basement, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I am definitely living in my parents' basement. Maybe next time I'm on here, I'll I'll be moving up in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah, it's, like I said, we've got a backlog of like four months of, of, of interviews, but we'll have you back probably next year sometime. and. Shit, maybe you'll be you'll may, you may be in law school the next time we talk to you. So yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, we'll do we'll do new moon. Yeah, where it starts really getting good. We'll get into the werewolves. Yeah, see all the little oh, pomeranians. Yeah. Is your dad still yeah. playing Diablo? No, I think I think that he left. Oh yeah, okay. he's he, he's gone. I think it's past his bedtime. Oh, okay, what time is it there? Uh, it's Central Time. Eight thirty. Okay. Yeah. No, He's oh, fucking okay. old, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, y'all, y'all have a good night. Uh, Taylor, it's good talking to you. And everyone at home, thank you for listening. This has been Head Cannon. <laughs> <laughs>